the comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. It was at the Mount of Olives when Jesus taught the disciples to forgive our trespasses as we want others to forgive us. And that's extremely important because it says in our Lord's Prayer that God will forgive us as we forgive others. I'm Mac McCoy along with my co-host, I almost called you a doctor, uh, Pastor uh, Delmar Austin. We're on our third day of talking about forgiveness, and today, quite a story in the Bible. It's Hosea and Gomer. We're looking at pictures of forgiveness uh, this week. Uh, it is a teaching in the Bible that we should forgive others, but there are pictures that are just so powerful. They show us the depth of what what God is trying to show us in our lives, and they are consistent in Old Testament and New Testament. You know, and I could have picked a lot of stories, Mac, that that illustrate forgiveness well. But I think one of the stories that that has always impressed me is the story of the prophet Hosea and the prostitute Gomer. This is a strange story, but it comes about because of God's uh, command to Hosea. Hosea is being used as a messenger for God. He is talking with Israel. He's trying to help Israel understand what is going wrong in the nation and, and why they need to repent. And so God tells Hosea to go out and to marry a harlot. <laughs> now, the Bible doesn't say much about Gomer's background, other than the fact that she was a harlot. For some reason, she turned to making making a living by being a harlot. And a prostitute. A prostitute. And that is why uh, Hosea picks this girl to marry. And uh, he does so because he is trying to show the relationship between God and Israel about how Israel has turned away from God so many times like an unfaithful wife. And not only has he married a harlot, but he has married someone who will not be faithful to him. And as we read the story, it, it, it's, it's an amazing story of uh, how even though Gomer is unfaithful to uh, Hosea, Hosea continues to reach out to, to her and to show her love. There is a point in the story where Gomer has had a child by another man. Uh-oh. And uh, his name, uh, the name of the child is Loami. And Loami means, you are not my son. Ooh. And, and Hosea names this child, God's told him to, to name this son to make sure that the message gets across, you're not even my son, because mother was, was unfaithful. Mother is so unfaithful, she gets caught up in what she is doing, playing the harlot, 
And she even gets so much in debt that she is taken into slavery. And guess what? Hosea has to go and buy her out of slavery because she's got herself into such a mess. Hosea chapter 3, then the Lord said to me, to Hosea, go, ahead, go again, love a woman who is loved by a lover and is committing adultery, just like the love of the Lord for the children of Israel, who took to other gods and loved the raisin cakes of the pagans. So I bought her for myself for 15 shekels of silver and one and a half homers of barley. And I said to her, you shall stay with me many days. You shall not play the harlot, nor shall you have a man. So too, I will be towards you. He says, listen, you got to quit running around. you got to be faithful to me, but I'm going to buy you out of slavery and bring you back to your home and ask you to live faithfully again. Now, why, does, why in the world do we use a story like this? Because it is a way that God shows how he forgives Israel. Israel has so many times turned away from him. If you read after the time of David and Solomon, the kings of, the kings of Israel and kind of the golden peak, then there are generations of the kings of Israel and Judah who are disobedient to God. They are idol worshipers. They continue to turn away from God, and God sends prophets to tell them how, how far away they are and how much that they need to change. But Israel just continues to not listen. But he uses this really strong illustration of Hosea and Gomer. Now, unfortunately, the Bible doesn't tell us the ending of the story. We don't know for sure how that relationship between Hosea and Gomer came out. But I believe that the grace that uh, Hosea shows to Gomer eventually moves her heart. And uh, notice as we get towards the end of the, uh, of the chapter of uh, Hosea that appeals are made. Like in Hosea chapter 10 and verse 12, here's what God says to Israel, sow for yourselves righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he comes and rains righteousness on you. The Lord never takes away their freedom of choice. But he continues to appeal to them. Uh, Hosea never takes away Gomer's freedom of choice. But he goes above and beyond. When she has gone out and been been unfaithful to him, when she has even borne a child by another man, he goes out, he buys her out of slavery. He brings her back to that home again and says, please just come back and be faithful to me again. That's what God is doing. That shows us the wonderful forgiveness of God. And if, if you're a sinner struggling with some of the with, with sin issues in your life, look at the Bible, look at the message that, that God is trying to get across about how merciful, about how compassionate that he is. All he wants us to do is to return. All he wants us to do is to come back and restore that right relationship again. Well, and you know, Peter, the, the famous question that Peter asked Jesus at one point, how many times do I forgive? Seven? And seven was the number for no ending. Right. 
And Jesus says no, 70 times 7. Exactly. And that, that goes back to God and Israel, that for, for generations they've turned away from him in, in the Old Testament. But God continues to forgive. Peter, if you, look, if you read through the story of Peter, Peter falls over and over again. Yeah. He, make, he makes some pretty sizable mistakes or sins. Yeah, I resemble right? Peter. Okay, we all do, but but God forgives, God restores, God restores Peter. Peter leads the apostles in the New Testament times as the gospel is preached because Peter understands forgiveness. He has a, a, a relationship that was broken, that was restored. And so Peter can very clearly uh, explain the gospel to others who need that in their lives. Okay, well, I, I mentioned this earlier in the program, and I also mentioned it with Theo on Tuesday during the Roman Road. What about the uh, three strikes and you're out? I mean, doesn't repeated forgiveness over and over and over and over make one less responsible? You know, um, you could probably cite some kind of illustrations that uh, – People that are, you know, that are not punished for something, they only get worse in their behavior. But there is something about God's grace, and I can't fully explain it, Mac, but there is, that's why we call it amazing grace uh-huh. that transforms the heart. And when the, when the heart is truly transformed, then the life begins to change. Then the life becomes different when God forgives us. And when we understand the depth of our sin and how God so freely forgives us, it changes our attitude. It changes that heart. And when we have a new heart, we begin to live in a different way. And if you understand how much that you've been forgiven, you have the ability to understand and forgive others the way that God forgave you. Yeah, and that doesn't mean you get to count the number of times you've forgiven them. And when you get to 490, you say you're done and you've done my 70 times 7. 70 times 7 is simply an example of you never stop doing it. Absolutely. You never stop asking for forgiveness. And no, you don't have to rekindle the marriage or something like that or the business agreement, but you do have to come to terms with what's happened between the two people, and they need to shake hands or hug or do whatever and say, um, we're going we're gonna to agree to disagree on what happens, but we're going to forgive each other because that's what our Lord tells us to do. Amen. All right, coming up tomorrow for the last day of our uh, shows this week on forgiveness, Jesus and the cross. Gee, it's kind of coming down to the most important thing. I, I love forgiveness because it's a, it's a ministry that God gave me at the Wailing Wall Christmas Eve of 2016. And I know that just sounds like a fairy tale story, but it is what it is. I had asked God over and over, would you please tell me what your will is for my life? And and as I stood there that Christmas Eve, I didn't hear his voice. I didn't need to. I felt heavy on my heart with the word forgive. And I thought, well, why do I need to forgive? Or who do I need to forgive? Or what does that mean? And I also realized that 
I had probably never granted forgiveness. Probably never. I, I, I kept quite a list of uh, people that had wronged me that I was never going to take the time to forgive. And as I then, by God's will, went through and made amends, asked folks to forgive me, asked individuals to forgive me, the weight of that sin continued to go away and go away and diminish, and eventually it was all gone. Jesus did that for us on the cross. And we'll hear that whole story about how Jesus died on the cross for your sins. And so you forgive. We'll do that when we come back. Hey, I want to thank the good folks at DivineTruthChristian.com. You can go there, pick out what you want, and then you get to talk to them. That's right. It's a real person, and it's part of the family that owns DivineTruthChristian.com. Anything you want, anything you need, right there. And tell them Max sent you from the view from a pew. Divine Truth Christian Store.